So let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you. We love you, God. Um, thank you for redeeming us. Uh, God, we would not be here um, if it wasn't for you buying us back. So God, as we get ready to uh, enter and continue to enter into worship, God, my, my prayer is that we can just focus on you. Uh, God, that, that, that uh, the, the cares and the, the hustle and the bustle of, of life can just be set aside for just a few minutes so we can hear what you have to say because today is a day that you have a great, a, a great importance to, uh, to communicate with us. So God, we ask that uh, we can focus on you. Uh, Lord, I ask you give me the words to speak. I ask that you give us all the hearts to listen and to heed to what it is that you're saying. And God, we, 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 through all of this, we pray that all glory, all honor, all praise goes to you. And praise in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You all can have a seat. Well, are we ready to continue on in our, our series on uh, identity, uh, finding out who we are and our identity in Christ? We ready? Awesome. All right. So uh, last week we talked about what? Anybody tell me I am what? No, Matt, you can't whisper it. What? Accepted. accepted. I am accepted. Uh, so we understand that, that in Christ we have been accepted by the creator of the universe. We, we focused on how, um, how important that is in um, understanding that it, it's, there's a human need that, that, that God um, instilled in us to belong. And that, that, that need of belonging is fulfilled only in, in, in Christ. Uh, we, we go through life trying to seek out, I, I want to uh, belong to this club, and I want to belong to this club. And when we uh, are attached to whatever club or job or relationship or whatever it may be, sooner or later what we do is we, we come to a point and we say, well, this, I want something else because we're not satisfied. Well, what we have to understand is that that, that whole of belongingness and that acceptance can only be filled by the one who created it, and that's God. So last week we talked about I am accepted, and this week we're going to um, continue on in this, um, in this series with I am secure. Now, um, if you, uh, I'll throw this out there, if you don't have one of these bookmarks, there, there's a bunch of the bookmarks still in the back. Um, on these bookmarks it just has some uh, Bible verses uh, to go along with uh, some of the, the, the reading, or for, for us, for some reading during the week. Um, so you can, I know that everybody's uh, always looking for something more because you've read the Bible a few times through and you need more uh, in, uh, in your, your devotion time, right? Yes, yes there we go. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I am secure. As, as I was putting this together, I was thinking about this and I thought about, okay, if, if we describe what it means to be secure, uh, I, I think that we can have, um, we, we could probably get a decent picture uh, of what security means. And when we talk about being secure with some of the things that, 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 that pop up is like being safe um, or, or uh, you know, be, being able to be protected maybe. But I, as I was thinking about this, I, when we talk about being secure in, in, in Christ, and if we think that we're safe in Christ, um, what, what tends to happen is we see the news, right? And we see Christians throughout the world that are persecuted. And we're thinking to ourselves, well, wait a second, if we're safe in Christ, why are they being persecuted? Why are they being put to death? And the devil can use that against us. So what, what I don't want to do is I don't want to start with the, the secure part, that, that, that we are secure. I want to talk about insecurity. 
I want to talk about what insecurity is, and then by, because I believe if we, if we look at what insecurity is, we can have a better understanding of what it means to be secure in Christ and secure in our identity being in, in Christ. So that's, um, that, that's going to be the, the, the focus of today is talking about insecurity so we can understand what it means when we say, I am secure. We tracking? Yeah, rattle, rattle, shake, shake. Let's do this. So what does it mean to, uh, what, what does insecure mean? And, and as always, I'm not uh, uh, I'm saying, you know, think that y'all are, are unintelligent. Uh, I just want to make sure that we're all in the same playing field. What does it mean to be insecure or what does insecure mean? Here's, here's a, the textbook definition. To lack confidence or trust, whether in ourselves or someone else. So, so let that sit for a second. So it's to lack confidence or trust, the lack of, that's the note, the lack of confidence or trust, whether it's in ourselves or someone else. Now, if we're sitting here and we're going to be real, we ask this question, okay, um, do, I, do I fall into this category sometimes? Have I, have I felt fallen into this? Where that you have lacked confidence in someone else or you've lacked trust in someone else or maybe it's you lacked it in yourself sometimes. I think that if we're going to get anywhere today, if we're going to make any progress in any of this, what we need to do is we need to be honest and we need to say, okay, I need to view myself. Have I lacked confidence? Have I lacked trust in someone or, some, or, 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 or myself? Now, there are many causes for this. And this is what we're going to really focus on, the causes for being insecure or the feeling of insecurity. And uh, as, a, as a side note to this, um, if you're not honest about insecurity, you're going to live a life of fear. So I'm not trying to, to, to make anybody uh, any more insecure than, than you are. What I want to do is I want to identify so, you, so we all can move past that. Are we going to fall into some times where, where there's going to be uh, um, trust broken and confidence broken? You're right, there will be, but we'll know how to deal with it and we'll be able to see the warning signs of what's coming. So, so what I want us to do is I want us to be able to see some causes of insecurity. And I'm going to flip the switch here because I, I think that um, the causes in which I'm going to, uh, go, going to give you are, are just uh, um, secondary causes compared to the, the primary cause. And the chief or primary cause for insecurity or the cause of insecurity is failure to fully trust God. Failure to fully trust God. And, and, and I'm not saying, and don't, don't hear me when I, I say this, that you don't, you're not a believer in Jesus Christ and um, that, uh, you, you don't, that, that you're not, you haven't put your trust in him. I, I said fully. Because insecurity comes when, when we're, remember, it's a lack of confidence and trust in our, ourselves or someone else. And if there's times where we're not fully trusting God, I think that what we can understand is that, that that time when we're not fully trusting God, God's the only one that we can fully trust. And I say that because we can look around the room, and I know that we love each other, and we have relationships with one another, but they're going to let you down. Sooner or later, the, the, everybody in the room is going to let you down at one point or, or another. They cannot be fully trusted. That's not, I'm not saying that we keep our eyes open and you know, watch Marlin because he's going to not, you know, not be trustworthy. Not, not saying that. I'm saying that, that we're all human and it's going to happen. 
But it doesn't happen with God. When, it, when, when we say we can fully trust him, he is the one that, that, that is, is capable of, of fulfilling all that he's promised all and all that he has said. So the, the, the very chief among all of causes of insecurity comes down to that failure to fully trust God. Now, what does the Bible say about trusting God? Well, I think that that's an important area or an important place in which we can view. Because if, I, if we say, you know, I want to do it, but I don't know what it looks like. Well, the Bible gives us a, a pretty good picture of what it looks like. Turn to uh, Jeremiah chapter 17. Um, and uh, we're going to go through a lot of scripture today. If you don't get to all of them, they will all come up on the screen here. Um, if you don't get them and you want the list later, uh, I'll leave my notes up here and you guys can um, get it for some of you type A people. So, in Jeremiah chapter 17, I think that this gives us a good picture of what it means and what it looks like to, 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 uh, to trust God. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 17, it says... In verse 7, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Remember, when it talks about it in Bible terminology and wording, blessed is the man. This is blessed is a man or woman. Blessed is the person here, the individual. So blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. So identifying who we're talking about here, it's someone who trusts in the Lord, that all of their trust, they're fully trusting in the Lord. He is like a tree that is planted by water. And sends out its roots by the stream. And it does not fear when heat comes, for it, its leaves remain green. And it's not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. So, so think about this. What does it mean to fully trust God? It's like this tree that's planted, and it's planted where its, its roots go down. And its roots go down, and it, it hits a, the, the source of water. It's firmly planted, and it's got roots in that are connected to the source. So when we're talking about fully trusting God, what does that look like to fully trust God? It's like this tree that has um, its, its nourishment, its, its roots in the source. So if we're going to look at this and we're going to say, well, what does that mean for me? Where, where do your roots need to be? In the source. Who, who's the source? Jesus, remember, nine times out of ten in church when we ask a question, is Jesus, right? So your, your, your roots need to be in the source. Jesus says about himself that he's living water. That springs will pour forth from those who, who abide in him. So what we need to understand is if we're going to fully trust in God, our, our roots need to, be, need to penetrate through the soil to the, the source, and the source being Jesus. Now, as uh, believers, we can have an assurance of um, all of this. And we have this assurance. Uh, turn with me to uh, Psalm chapter 9, uh, talking about trust. And, and some, some of you are like, well, why should I trust God? God's not ever done anything for me. I can tell you what God hasn't done. I, I'm sure that at one point in time, everybody's had that thought. If not, um, <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> But um, that it's, well, why should I trust him? He let so-and-so get this, or he let this happen, and, and he, he wasn't there when this was taking place, and he, you don't know the situation I'm in right now. Where's he at? Well, this is the assurance in which we have. Psalm chapter 9, verse 10 says, And those who know your name 
put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Let, let that sink in for a second because it, it's talk, it, it says here that those who know your name, but not just knowing your name, who put their trust in you. Who, who's being talked about here? God, right? The, the, the Father, he's saying, you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Too many times what happens when, when bad stuff happens, God's the last one you go to. And then you're throwing it all in his face, like, where have you been? I, I've been at the same place, right? God's saying, I, I've been at the same place. You're just now coming to me. When all hell breaks loose, you know, now you're coming to me. No, what we need to remember is he, if he's the source, we need to go to him first. The, 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 the first step is to go to him, not when everything else fails, go to him. Why can we go to him on the first step? Because we have the assurance. Because it, it says, you have not forsaken those who seek you. I, <laughs> think about it. Who, who likes playing hide-and-go-seek? You all liars. Come on, hide-and-go-seek's fun. What? Jeremiah, the master hide-and-go-seek. So, so think about this. In light of this, if you seek after God, it's not like a game of hide-and-go-seek. Like God's hiding under the stage, and you're going, are you there? Where are you at? That's not what is being said here. That is not the illustration in which we need to have. Like God is hiding from us, and we need to find him. No, God is, is immovable. He has not moved what we need to do is to seek him means to go after him. Know where he's at and go after him. That's the assurance in which we can have. Like in that, that, that time of stress and that trial and, and whatever's going on in our life, we know where we can go because he's going to be there. That's fully trusting him. Now, we say all these things and, and it paints a good picture. And we know, okay, God... God's with us. Some of you are sitting there, yeah, I, I, I got this preacher. Yeah, God's with us. But why do we still have this feeling of, of insecurity? I, I, I believe that, that God's with us, but why is, are there still the, the, these feelings sometimes? Why do we experience this feeling of insecurity? I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying really hard. I'm trying. But I still have these feelings of insecurity. Well, I, I've listed just a few here of reasons and causes, I believe, of insecurity. And I believe that in these causes of insecurity, there's a root cause of insecurity. We talked about the chief among all of them is not fully trusting God, but there's a root too, and that's sin. And what's going to happen is the devil's going to play on the sin that's going on. And what he's going to do is he's going to use one of the biggest, the biggest weapons in his arsenal. And one of the biggest weapons in his arsenal is doubt. He, he's going to use doubt. Now, now what, what's that going to cause? Well, what, well, what Satan wants is he loves for us to question who we are. I mean, that's why we're talking about the, the, this whole um, identity series where, where we've entered into this is because of the question of who we are. The, the, the devil started all the way in the Garden of Eden and, he, and when he came to, to Adam and Eve and said, did God really say, you know, are you really identified with God? He questioned their identity. So right from that beginning point, 
We see that, that, that what the devil, he loves to question that. He loves for us to question who we are, or how about this, how we measure up to others. He wants us to, to ask our, ourselves, well, you know, you're not as good as so-and-so. Yeah, but did you see what she got? Or did you see what he achieved? Well, Ella's got a new boyfriend. I need a new boyfriend now. <laughs> Crystal, you're welcome. It, it, it's, it's understanding just because something's going on. That was priceless. I, would, I wish I had a camera on your face. Just because something, somebody else has something, we're like, well, i got to measure up to them. That's what Satan wants us to do. He, he wants to put our, our, our value and our, and our worth in something other than God, and he distracts us. He wants us to feel insecure. He wants us to have that insecure feeling about the meaning and the purpose of our lives. That, that, that meaning and that purpose that, that, that God has already he, he's made clear to us but what, he, what, what Satan wants, wants us to do is he wants us to question that. And, and I think he does that with uh, the, the next cause, with, with, with worry. Because as a, a result of some doubt, I think worry kind of sneaks in there a little bit. And insecurity can take the form of worrying about the future. Well, is this really going to happen, or, or how am I going to do this, and uh, is God going to do, you know, really, really be able to, to provide this, or how's this going to happen, and oh my goodness, I'm just so stressed. Now, now please, don't, don't hear me. I'm not minimizing realities because uh, there are, are, are situations that we got to deal with, but I, I know I've I preached a sermon, uh, it's been a while now, but talking about turn your, your worry into worship. When you're in that, that time of worrying, you need to turn that into worshiping God where you can say, I'm not going to listen to the lie. I'm going to listen to the truth, and I want to focus on worshiping Him. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, because I think that Jesus emphatically uh, addresses this in, in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse uh, 31. Jesus says, Therefore do not be anxious. Therefore do not be anxious. Therefore do not be anxious. Some of you are like, okay, we got it. Yeah, you're being anxious. You're proving my point. Jesus says this a lot. You know, don't fear, don't be anxious. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. Now, some of you are like in here, like, well, we're Gentiles, right? But what, what Jesus is doing, he's making a clear line here. Those who don't trust in God, is what he's saying. Those who don't trust in God, seek after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. So any of these things, that, that, that it's not being said here. Jesus is not saying any of these things are, are, are bad. Actually, he's saying that these are, these are things that are, are, are needs. And, and the Father knows that. He knows what you need. He, he knows what you need. He even knows what you want, but he doesn't say that he'll, he'll supply all your wants. 
It says he'll supply all of our needs. And how this happens is it says here, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So Jesus is making very clear that, okay, instead of worrying about things, instead of worrying about what I'm supposed to wear and what I'm supposed to eat and where am I supposed to live, seek first the kingdom of God, and it says that he'll give you these things. Now, please, this is not prosperity gospel. Like, if you just have enough faith, you'll have the big house and the big car and everything else. No, God will provide your needs, and it's up to him to determine your needs. He knows what you need. Too many times we, 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 we uh, operate on wants, and when we operate on wants, we get distracted. And when we get distracted, what, what, what happens is that's when the devil starts just to creep in and creep in. And Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Get your focus straight. It doesn't mean that these things are insignificant and they don't matter. He's saying, no, get clarity, get focus. Because when you're focused on him, then when, when, when calamity strikes, you're going to know where to seek him, right? Worrisome fears about the future, they're ultimately rooted ultimately rooted in the doubt of God's provision. If, you're, if we're worrying about the future, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't plan. We, God gave you a brain. He's given you, some of you more ability than others that, that, that can plan out things. We should do that. But we should, we don't, we're, not, we're not to worry about that. Because when we're, when we're worrying, what we're, what we're doing is we're... we're um, we're, it's, it's rooted in the doubt, like, is God going to really provide for this? And what that happens, it, it, it breeds, it breeds strong feelings of insecurity. And not only is it feelings of insecurity, because then that insecurity uh, turns into lack of peace, restlessness, resulting in fear, resulting in depression. It, 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 it continues, continues on. Now, I'm not saying that, that everybody who is depressed is not trusting God. Don't, don't, don't hear me when I say that because I, I think that there are, um, you know, there's medical reasons why some people are depressed and some people are not. I'm not anti-medicine. You all know that. I, I, but I, I believe that, that, that we can, if we were to get to the root cause of a lot of, of lack of peace and depression... It comes from this insecurity and not being able to, to, to feel like you can trust God. And it just kind of snowballs from that. And quite frankly, when we're talking about doubt and doubting God, when we doubt God, Satan wins. When we doubt God, Satan wins. Now, 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 please, again, I'm not saying that if you're sitting here and you're, and you're battling depression, that you're a, an instrument of Satan. Not saying that. Well, what I, I think that I am saying, I know that I am saying is just, just confront this with the core issues to begin with. Is it going to change overnight? No, it won't change overnight. But confront it with, okay, am I fully trusting God? Is the root of everything that, that, that is going on in my, in my life because I don't have full trust in God? Now remember, full trust in God is not Jesus take the wheel and, oh, I'm just waiting for Jesus to do his thing. No, he's given you responsibility. 
He's given you, 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 you time, treasure, talents, abilities, whatever, to do what it is he wants you to do, to be faithful. What, what, what are you doing with that? I, I think that, that, that if we're going to talk about these times and treasures and talents and abilities, it kind of rolls into this next one, that you know, another cause of, of feeling insecurity is the, the reliance on wealth and possessions. Reliance on wealth and possessions, and uh, in, in parentheses you'll, you'll see there as well, being preoccupied with things of the world. As I say every time, I'll throw the disclaimer out, this doesn't mean that you can't have stuff. Some people have been blessed with, with fantastic jobs and fantastic houses and, and, and the such, and have toys and all, whatever, that's fine. It's not having stuff is bad. It's when the stuff has you. It's that reliance on the stuff. Because here's what happens. The, the, the world encourages us to be numero uno, right? The, the, the world encourages us to be number one. And, the, you know, the, 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 the guy who has the most toys wins in the end, right? That's the standard that the world has, has, has pasted up there and has, has uh, displayed for us. You know, if I don't have the latest iPhone, or if I don't have um, the fastest car, the biggest house, or the largest paycheck, or the prettiest wife, or the, you know, the, the, the most well-behaved kids, or whatever, that, that, that's a standard in which the world is like imposing on us. And, and what happens is we focus so much on that, and we focus on relying on wealth, relying on the, the possessions. We get so preoccupied with things of the world that we're not focusing on God. And when we're not focusing on God, that's when the devil, again, he's going to, to creep in. The Bible is very clear about this teaching. And the Bible does not say you cannot have stuff. I think I already said that once, right? The Bible does not say that you cannot have stuff. What it does say in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 Paul tells Timothy here, As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty. What does haughty mean? Proud, puffed up, arrogant, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God. So, so think about this for a second. We'll continue on, but it says that there, there's something about these earthly things is why you don't set your hope on them. What is that? Uncertainty. You've, everybody has heard the, 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 the old adage, easy come, easy go? It, the, these things are uncertain. The things of the earth are uncertain. And, and that's why we're not to set our, 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 our hope and our, and our uh, trust on the, the, the uncertainty of, of the riches here, but on God who, and I love this, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. I, I, I love this because... God in his glory wants us to enjoy him in his glory. And him in his glory in the things that he has given us and we're able to, to see and we're able to feel and to touch and interact with, he wants us to enjoy that stuff. Man, if God blessed you with a boat and a truck to pull it and a Yeti 110, no, no, wrong. Some of you are like, yeah, oh, yeah. If God blessed you with the boat, he blessed you to enjoy it. Enjoy the dang thing. Invite me out sometime. I mean, let me borrow it. I'll bring it back in pieces. Um, 
But don't think that you can, we can't have and that God wants us to be like the, the monks and oh, we got to like have the, the, this vow of poverty. No, if God has, has no, if, and you, you're hearing me say this over and over again, if God is the one that's blessed you with it, enjoy it. And how you enjoy it is you see him first, not the object, not the, the possession, not the wealth or anything. You acknowledge what he has done, and then you use whatever it is that he has given to you. And you've heard, I love using this terminology, you, lever, you leverage it to use it, to put it to use for his purpose. So we're talking about boat. Maybe you do have a boat, and God's blessed you with that. Who are you inviting out on your boat? What friends are you inviting out to have a conversation? I mean, you're on a boat in the middle of the water. It's kind of a captive audience, right? They can't go, especially you get somebody who can't swim, right? Or like me that doesn't like water that you can't see the bottom. They're not going anywhere. So they have to sit there and have to listen to you, right? Use what God has given you to proclaim his goodness so we can enjoy his glory. There's nothing wrong with being happy. Sometimes you got to tell Christians, hey, you're, you're, you're allowed to smile. You can be happy. We're called to, we're told to enjoy God and his glory. It's okay. Crack a smile once in a while. If not, look at, look at Jake. He'll make you laugh. I don't know either. You're sitting all by yourself. So I mean, you didn't take a shower today. Um, no, we're allowed to enjoy. Pray for Teresa. She's got a bad migraine. So, oh, and Chuckles. Make sure we pray for Chuckles. He's in, he should be getting out of the hospital today, but he had some heart stuff going on, uh, doing well. Um, thanks for reminding me. Your pleasure. Mine too. Use what God has given us. Use these earthly riches in which God has given us to glorify him. So earthly riches being uncertain will certainly bring insecurity. The uncertainty of earthly riches will always bring insecurity. This last, this last one here, this last cause, I think more often than people will admit this is a, a huge reason for their insecurities. And it, it comes down to a, um, an undue uh, preoccupation with their own self. A preoccupation with your own self. In other words, it's, it's, an all about, it's all about me mentality. Like in your world, you stand at the center of your world and everybody revolves around you. What's the problem with that? The problem with that is if everybody revolves around you and you stand at, at the center, those who are around you being flawed individuals are going to let you down. And because they let you down, you have lack of confidence, lack of trust. You're going to continually live in, in, in this, this sphere of insecurity. Because if the, the world's revolving around you, that's a bad orbit, right? That solar system. What would that be, Ms. Stephanie? Orbit? Sure, okay, orbit. 
I, I've failed science. I'm sorry. Um, but if you're at the center, you can't hold everything up. How about that? I, I, I can get this one. If God is at the center, theocentric, God-centered, he has the ability, the power, the strength, the, um, the might to hold all things together. The Bible says that in him all things hold together. So what we need to understand is that this, if we're going to admit, hey, I do have insecurities and none of these other things are kind of fitting in, maybe it's you're stuck on yourself. I hate to be blunt, but that, that's, you know, you know what you do every time you walk by a mirror, you're like, yeah, you look good. Mm-hmm. Ooh, look pretty. You're so <laughs> wrapped up in you. You can't see anything else around you. The Bible's clear about this. Philippians 2 says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Romans 12 says, Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, proud, puffed up, arrogant, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. There are causes that just kind of come out of this and effects that come out of when you get so focused on you what, you know who the, the, the one who suffers the most when you focus on you is? You. Because you will never live up to your expectations. I, 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 I say this and I'm like, I don't want to come across like I'm being mean. I, I think that it is, it's, we need to be aware of this. We need to understand that, that God did not give us this, this spirit of fear to live in insecurity. But of power and of love and of self-control. That's where we're to live and we're to operate. That's how we can be joyful. That's how we can be happy. Don't worry, be happy, right? It's a good song. Too many times we can sing that. But we don't live that. Let me land the plane with this. True security. True security comes when you recognize that God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's a promise in which he has given to us. That's where true security comes from. This is not a pipe dream, a pie-in-the-sky, fake fantasy. The truth is that God will supply every need. He will supply every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. But too often we try to find our, 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 our needs and, and, and try to get them met other places other than in him. Only Christ, this is the last fill in there. Only Christ is the sure foundation. Isaiah 28, verse 16 says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. Who's the cornerstone in which he's talking about there? Jesus. 
Only Christ is a sure foundation. At the end of the day, when we, when we kind of just sort through all of this that we've talked about and all of this that, 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 um, that has been laid upon us, and as we start to ask ourselves real questions, am I feeling, is my insecurity, because at one point or another, you, you, either you are dealing with insecurity right now or you will deal with it. What is the root cause of that? Am I just like, is my, my mind, is it contorted? Am I thinking wrong? Am I fully trusting God? Do I believe what God says? And that's, that's, that's the, the last question. I, 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 love, I love asking people this question. Because you, you, you ask them, well, do you, do you believe in God? And, and a lot of people, a lot of people say, yeah, I believe in God. Then you follow it up with this question, well, do you believe God? There's a big difference of believing in him and actually believing him. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. God will accomplish what it is that he sets out to accomplish. He is worthy of full trust in every situation, whatever the situation may be. Why? That same spirit that rose Christ Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that, that, that dwells inside of us. If, if Christ conquered Satan's sin and death, he can conquer any situation in which we're in. So when, when we're faced with a situation and we're faced with this identity issue, we can say, nah, I am secure. As Romans 8.1 says, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Get behind me, Satan. You ain't, got, you ain't got a pony in this rodeo. Go back from where you came from. I'm secure. Not only am I accepted, I'm secure. Let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you. Uh, God, we love you. Father, we ask as we have went over a lot of stuff uh, in a short period of time that um, your truth comes through. Uh, God, that, that we can live uh, in, in this, this um, understanding of being secure in you. No matter what is thrown at us, we can be secure. And, and it's not just ramblings of me. It's your words that are going forth. Because you've, you've said that your word will not return void. God, let us, let us stand on your word. Let us be able to uh, put our, our, our feet solid on the foundation. Let our roots go down to the source. Source being you, Jesus. Father, I ask if there's anybody here that, that's dealing with this insecurity that, that, you, um, that they heard your truths and they just they start to identify, okay, I need to trust. I need to trust God fully. Not a little bit, but I need to trust him fully. And it's going to be painful sometimes. It's going to be, it's going to be difficult. But we're here to do this together. So God, as we get ready to continue in worship with song, 
God, I, I just pray that you work in hearts. Praise in your name, Jesus. Amen.